0: Good morning, and welcome to the Sunday service of Free Community Church. Thank you for joining us today, whether you're here on site or online. So let's take a moment to greet one another. So if you're here on site, please turn to your neighbor and give them a wave and a smile. And for those of us who are joining um, remotely, you are welcome to type a greeting in the chat, and our moderators will be there to respond to you. So, as we enter into this sacred time, please stand as you're willing and able and join me in the call to worship. Drawn by God's presence,
1: we gather.
0: Inspired by God's spirit, we we worship. worship. Empowered by God's grace, we we live. live. We are community. Embraced by, by
1: the mysteries of, of God's, God's love for, for all creation,
0: we are a community that looks for the light of Christ.
1: The, the light, light that, that shines in, in every time, time every, every place, and in every life.
0: Within this dynamic community, we foster connections and experiences that bring meaning to life and help us face the issues of the day. Together, Together, we strive strive to to live with with loving loving hearts, hearts, open minds, and hands extended extended to all. All. Welcome home. Amen. Amen. Uh, Please remain standing and join our hearts and voices in a time of praise and worship.
2: After the pride, after the fall, the hands of mercy opened wide. After the rain, after the flood, you set your promise in the sky. the girl Constant Constant As we sing the next song we often ask this question Lord there must be more than this today let's invite the spirit of God to breathe in this place into our families our loved ones and into our lives
1: Please be seated. Let us pray. God of the or- God of the ordinary and extraordinary In a world where money counts, where awful things happen, where power is abused, it's hard sometimes to see beyond it all and sing your praise for the blessings we have. But we persist because you have promised to care for the humble, to love us in our confusion, to come to meet us in the silence or the surprising moment of joy or the quiet comfort of friendship. And with the church around the world this morning, we join our voices together in praise and keep silence in prayer. O Lord, forgive us for the times this week where we have not done well, where we have struggled to say the right thing or to go the extra mile, when we have looked arrogantly at others and forgotten to open our souls to your gaze. Loving God, we pray for our world, for all the millions of people whom you know though we do not. Give comfort and strength to those who try to make peace and justice and turn the hearts and minds of those who work against them to good, not evil. We pray for our leaders, especially at this time, where wise leadership is so much needed Help them to see beyond immediate concerns and think, above all, of those who are most vulnerable in our community. Here in our own church community, we pray for those who are sick or in difficulty. May they know the comfort and gentle touch of your love. The love that calls us by our names and says, You are mine. God of light and love, You created us for both joy and suffering. You came into the world as our Savior. You abide with us in the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. Be with us in our speaking, in our thinking, in our hearts and souls today and this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
2: This is my
3: Good morning and welcome to FCC. So lovely to see all of your faces. And even for those of you who are joining us online, uh, even though I don't get to see your faces, thank you for joining us. Will you join me in a word of prayer as we start today? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing to you, our rock, and our strength. Amen. So I want to invite you today uh, to participate uh, in our sermon. Um, We usually use menti.com and usually we have uh, it showing on your screen um, but you'll see it now. Uh, You have the QR code that you can kind of... um, uh, a pick off and it will lead you directly into uh, our presentation for today. Um, usually we kind of engage with you with a couple of questions uh, during the sermon and um, that really adds to the sermon as well. So some of the questions are going to come out later, right? But, you know, hold your horses, don't worry. You know, we're going to hear from you in a while, okay? <clears throat> but yeah, do join us. Whether you're online or on-site, uh, join us at menti.com uh, and you can use the code 13030644 okay? if you go to meti.com So let me ask you, how are you feeling about the state of the world today? You know, every day as I read the news, I ask myself, what is the world coming to? Are things going from bad to worse? There are wars and the threats of more wars. There are floods in various parts of the world. A pandemic that is muted but ongoing due to new variants emerging from time to time. There are rising food prices and inflation. Uprisings like the one led by women in Iran that is being brutally suppressed. And the list goes on and on. But when I step back and think about it, this situation is actually nothing new. Throughout human history, we see the same cycle. Order, then chaos, and then the establishment of a new order. that hopefully brings us just a step closer to embodying values such as compassion, justice, love, faith, and belonging. In fact, we see this cycle happening right from the beginning of the Bible, from the beginning of time. Today our text is actually from Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 9. But before I read the text, I want to give you a broad overview of what was going on in Genesis chapter 1 to 11, leading up to Genesis 12. So you kind of know, like, wow, okay, what's going on? And why Genesis 12 is so significant. So there was order and then chaos, right, in Genesis 1 to 11. To understand the significance of Genesis 12, we have to see it against the backdrop of the first 11 chapters of Genesis. Genesis. Chapter 11 is like the climax and conclusion of the creation narratives that begin in Chapter 1. You remember that creation had begun with such promise as God breathed the breath of life into all living things and pronounced all of creation good. Then we see the unfolding drama of sin in the world, beginning with the first humans in Eden in Chapter 3, the first murder in chapter 4, the flood narrative in chapter 6 to 9, God's creation began to deteriorate as humanity attempted to play God, to be God. By chapter 11, we hear about the Tower of Babel and the climax of humanity's attempts at playing God. And the whole human family was scattered across the earth And there was no unity among the people. In fact, they couldn't even understand each other. And in some ways, it was the ending of hope for humanity. So if you think of it as a drama series, right? Because that's something we're more familiar with today. Chapter 11 is like the last episode of season one. Right? Does that make sense? We see Abram being introduced very near the end of episode 11. But we are told that his wife, Sarai, is barren, and they have no children And in that cultural context of the ancient world, there was like an ending A symbol for hopelessness And we're not sure what the future holds for them, as well as for the rest of humanity What is going to happen? Is this the end of all hope, for all of humanity? And then, in Genesis 12, we see a glimpse of hope and promise. And it is significant because it sets the stage for everything that happens throughout the rest of the Old Testament. It all begins here. So in Genesis chapter 12, Abram and Sarai are living as Abram's, part of Abram's family tribe in the land of Haran. So some of you may wonder, who is this Abram and Sarai? Huh? Abram is actually the original name of Abraham, and Sarai is the original name of Sarah. And their names are, their new names are given to them later on in Genesis. So I'm just using their original names. Okay? And so Abram is 75, and Sarai is 65. And one day, they hear the voice of God saying to them, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house, to the land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was seventy-five years old when he departed from Haran. And Abram took his wife Sarai, his brother's son Lot, and all the possessions that they had gathered, and the persons whom they acquired in Haran, and they set forth to go to the land of Canaan. When they had come to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land to the place at Shechem, to the oak at Moreh. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. And then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. And so he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. And from there he moved on to the hill country on the east of Bethel, pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and invoked the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed on by stages towards in the gap. So with the cliffhanger of episode 11 of season 1, where we are asked, what is going to happen? Is this the end of all hope for all of humanity? We see season 2 open with Genesis 12. God is speaking to Abram. And there's a glimmer of hope and a promise. And God says, I will make you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great. So you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. The one who curses you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. The word blessed, blessed, blessing is used numerous times in this verse, What is blessing? We use that a lot, right? What is blessing? Blessing is God's free and gracious giving to the means to fullness of life. This is by Linda Hinton. She says, To be blessed is to experience this fullness which includes family, well-being, honour, wisdom and faith, and accepting this new relationship with God Abraham will become a source of blessing for other people. To bless another person is to pass on the blessings that one has received from God. What a hopeful start, right? That God is offering to Abram and Sarai. And that this blessing will not just stop with them, it will spill over to all of humanity. But for all this to happen, Abram, Sarai, and their family will have to first overcome their fears and step out of their comfort zones, basically the safety of their homes, the support of their extended family, the land that was familiar to them. For all this to happen, this is what Abraham and Sarai need to do. They are commanded to leave three things. Their country, their kindred, in their father's home. And this means they have to leave behind the past, everything and everyone familiar to them, all the support and the influence that they have ever known, and to learn to depend on God alone. Notice that these three things they have to leave, are they actually get increasingly intense. While it's hard to leave one's country, it is clearly harder to leave one's whole support system and network behind, right? And then finally, Abraham and Sarai are commanded to leave those closest to them, the extended family. And for us modern readers, we think it's not such a big deal. We may be accustomed to the idea of leaving our country, kindred and family due to the ease of travel and communication today, right? But we must understand that during Abram and Sarai's time, them leaving meant that they will never see nor speak to their loved ones again. That was how big that decision was. And on top of that, Abram was 75. Sarai was 65. Imagine you are 75 years old and God was telling you to uproot your life completely, go somewhere that's completely unfamiliar and that leaving means you will never see or speak to your loved ones and families and friends again, that's really very hard, isn't it? So why did Abram, Sarai and their family go as God instructed them? How did they overcome their fears and find the faith to venture out of their comfort zone to the unknown? leaving behind all that was safe, all that was familiar to them. You might think, Ah, Abraham's special. Perhaps he's especially bold and fearless, unlike us. But if you read just a few verses down in the same chapter, just continue reading on your own time, we see that Abraham was just like any other human being. He wasn't especially courageous. In fact... When he got scared, he put his wife's safety and well-being in danger to preserve his own life. We see in Genesis chapter 12, verse 11, that while in Egypt, he pleads with his wife to say that she's his sister so that his life would be spared. He knew that his wife was very beautiful and that he would rather risk his wife being taken by the Pharaoh than risk his own life. We are not exactly sure what happened to Sarai when she was in the Pharaoh's harem. But God struck Pharaoh and his household with great plagues because of Sarai. And perhaps that was God's way of protecting her. But what we do know is that God extended grace in their situation and saved them. Pharaoh could have killed them both, but he didn't. He actually sent them away with all of their belongings intact. So, Abram's behavior shows us that his faith does waver when he is in personal danger. Abram was human just like you and me. And I'm sure Sarai herself was scared too. But even so, they were known as people of faith throughout the Bible. In the books of Romans and Hebrews in the New Testament, Abraham was held up as. The person of faith who believed God against all hope. Although there were times his faith wavered in the midst of fear, both Abram and Sarai chose to respond to God's call to leave the familiar for the promise of something better. And that's why I chose to title this sermon Faith in Spite of Fear and not Faith. Instead of fear We will be fearful sometimes But we can still exercise faith in God In the midst of our fears So why did Abram and Sarai leave All that was safe and familiar as God instructed What helped them overcome their fears And find the faith to venture out into the unknown I think It was because they knew, deep down in their hearts, that God is calling them to the promise of something better, something bigger than themselves. Walter Brueggemann said, the purpose of the call, of God's call, is to fashion an alternative community in creation gone awry, to embody in human history the power of the blessing embody in human history the power of the blessing. It is the hope of God that in this new family all human history can be brought to the unity and harmony intended by the one who calls. So Bruggerman says the call to Sarah and Abraham has to do not simply with the forming of Israel but with the reforming of creation. The transforming of the nations of the world basically. The stories of this family are not ends in themselves, but they point to God's larger purposes. God is wanting to create an alternative community to embody the power of the blessing in human history. And it's continuing to happen even today, even down to our generation. And for this to happen, we need faith in spite of fear. So I wanted to ask you, and I was curious, was there one instance in your life when you did something important and good, even though you were afraid? Do you remember? Was there some point in your life when you did something important and good, even though you were fearful? And I wanted to ask you, what gave you that strength to take that step, even though you were afraid? So I know definitely through life there are many different challenges that we face, right? And sometimes you take that step even though you're scared because you know that it's important for you to do so. Because you know that it's good for you to do so. What gave you that strength to take that step? And usually it's doing something that's unfamiliar, right? Usually it's doing something that is not, doesn't feel safe. It doesn't feel comfortable. Being brave to speak a foreign language, yes. Totally unfamiliar, very new, scary. The need for change, right? Sometimes the need for change is so much greater than the fear that we have about the unknown. A sacrifice, yeah? Coming out, Definitely, so much fear in that, right? But yet, knowing that it was more important to do so, to have the courage to say, this is who I am. We help a couple involved in a car accident on the highway. It's wonderful. Public speaking for the first time, yes. Very scary, right? But you still do it. Know that it's for the greater good, right? Usually it's because we have an idea that there's something bigger than us for something better To work in Christian outreach for the handicapped, dealing with people with disabilities Thank you What have I got to lose? Yeah, that's right Sometimes we are so fearful but we forget Really, what do we have to lose? Protecting a loved one Left a church and what helped you was your partner who helped you, yes Sometimes we don't have to do it alone when I posted my partners and my relationship after three years on Facebook, wow, that's a big thing, right? Huge. Challenging Christian fundies at a public forum, hmm that's tough. Leaving a toxic relationship, wow. That's courage. Moving to another place, a country location, yes. Just like Abraham and Sarai. A career path, remembering God's caring and faithful nature, yes. Remembering the character and the nature of God. Stood up for a gay acquaintance in front of my homophobic boss. Wow, that's huge. Because my newest colleague was with me, I knew that my response mattered to show her that we didn't have to keep quiet. Wow, that's wonderful. That's beautiful. Thank you for doing that. Left my abusive family. Yes. Quit smoking. Prompting an assurance from God gave me the strength and determination to do it. Yes. Wow, moving to a new country, changing jobs. You stood up for someone to be open to share about my struggles with drugs, yes. Attending my ex-pastor's parents' funeral with my old church mates who we were not on good terms with. God gave me the strength to show up. That's wonderful. So beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. I know this is not always easy uh, to think about an instance and to share it vulnerably, but thank you. So much strength and courage there, don't you think? It's beautiful. Frankie Roosevelt said something very similar to many of you. He said, courage is not the absence of fear, but rather an assessment that something else is more important than fear. What is that important thing that God is calling you to do right now, in this time, In spite of your fears As beloved children of God We know we don't have to do this alone Many of you have testified to that God promises to be with us To give us the strength that we need Over and over in the Bible We see God telling various ones Do not be afraid For I am with you even Jesus' last words to his disciples before he left them were, All authority on heaven and in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you, and remember, these are the last words, and remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. God is with us, and we can go where God calls us and do that important thing in spite of our fears. And on top of that, as spiritual descendants of Sarah and Abraham, we know that we are also blessed so that we can be a blessing. Perhaps today God is calling you to leave something familiar and take steps into the new and the unfamiliar into the unknown, into uncertainty Will you say yes, even though you're afraid? Will you exercise faith in spite of fear? I want to ask you, and I thought it was helpful for us to actually name our fears What are some of the current fears that you are struggling with at the moment. What are some of the fears that you're struggling with at the moment? I thought it was helpful for us as a community to name our fears, because sometimes when we're able to name our fears, they lose some of their power over us, just being able to see it out there. Also, when we do this as a community, I hope that you see that you're not alone. In your fears. You are not the only one who is fearful, and your fear is perhaps common to other people as well. Fear of growing old, yes. What's going to happen to me? Who's going to take care of me? The cost of living, being alone, the loss of my job, a dead-end career, unfriended, financial fears, health fears, sickness, Going to church, yeah, that can be a fear too Ending a relationship Learning to be alone Being alone Loneliness it comes up a lot, doesn't it? Social rejection Finding love despite Mm -hmm. School Marriage Losing loved ones, not being able to find a suitable job, like my parents, mm-hmm. not enough money, <laughs> cockroach. That is a fear, valid, right? Going <laughs> old, health, cockroach, seems to be quite a common one. <laughs> so many fears, right? Combined fears that we have here. Fearing the truth, yeah, sometimes, right? The unknown in a new job, mm -hmm. the future, no food, the rising interest rate, rent increase, so many things. You are not alone in your fears. Look at that. For me, I don't know if you can hear it, but I lost my voice over the past weekend due to a cold and a bad sore throat the week before. And so I I recovered from the sore throat and the cold, but then over the weekend, I lost my voice. And through that experience, I realized how much I take for granted my voice. We assume that we're able to express ourselves and our thoughts and our feelings, our opinions easily whenever we want, right? Just verbalize whatever is in our minds. But when I lost my voice, I couldn't easily say what I wanted to say. I had to either type it out on text or try to sign it, even though I don't know how to sign. And as someone who often has to talk quite a lot for a living, well, I try to listen too. I honestly felt quite handicapped and helpless when I wanted to say something or to reply someone, but no sound would come out of my mouth. Have you had that experience before? I had to pause longer than usual before replying because I had to find some other way to reply them. And that actually helped me to listen and to observe more. And more importantly, I had to learn to sit with the uncomfortable feeling of helplessness and the loss of control. And I realized that that's one of my fears, the fear of helplessness and loss of control. And sometimes we are fearful because there are many factors that we can't control in life Perhaps it's things like our own health Or the health of our loved ones Being human, I know most of us don't like feeling helpless Or not being in control And that is okay Because what God requires of us is not faith instead of fear But Faith in spite of fear (coughs) Abraham and Sarai Had to deal with the fear Of losing control When they decided to leave Their family and their home And to go where God Was showing them And not only that They had to deal with The fear of powerlessness In the face of impossibilities You know God was promising them A child And generations to come After them But they were both really getting on in age. And to be honest, technically conceiving a child at that age would have been very difficult. In fact, I would say impossible. Have you ever gone somewhere completely new and felt like you have to start from scratch, learn everything from the ground up? It can be scary because we don't feel like we can control much. And we feel powerless at times. Sometimes we need to learn to relinquish our need for control So we can learn to trust God more Will you say yes to relinquishing control Even though you're afraid Will you learn to trust God more? Will you exercise faith in spite of fear? Like with Abram and Sarai, God is saying, I am with you. I will bless you. So you will be a blessing to the nations, to the world. You are blessed to be a blessing. Will you take this step towards the unknown, even if you have to give up control in a sense of power? Will you step up and step out? as God calls you. You are blessed to be a blessing. We are blessed so we can be a people of faith who blesses others in spite of our fears. Today I want to end with a blessing. Baraka means blessing in Hebrew and is sometimes also translated as a Drawing down of spiritual energy. This version that we'll be singing is known as the Aaronic Blessing, the Aaron, right? The Aaron Blessing, the Priestly Blessing. And it's often spoken or sung by parents to their children after lighting the Shabbat candles. And as we close, I want to bless you so you will be a blessing. I don't know if I can really sing this, but please join me, okay, as I sing this. I know that the tune will be familiar to some of you, but please join me in singing together so you can bless one another and the people around you. Remember that you are blessed to be a blessing. So let's try this together, okay? May God bless you and keep you May life from God's face shine upon you and give you peace and give you peace and give you peace forever Shall we try? May God Keep you, may life from God's face. Shine.
4: We gather here each Sunday at this table, even though at this time we are not all physically together. The table of God's feast transcends time and space because God's love transcends all boundaries. So this table recognizes no boundaries. Here at FCC, we celebrate an open table. And this means you do not have to meet any criteria. You do not have to be a member of FCC. You do not have to be baptized. You only need to recognize that God's grace is sufficient. When Jesus sat at tables and broke bread with the tax collectors, lawyers, rich elites, and poor peasants, he proclaimed that God's radical love and abiding presence know no bounds. Through these occasions of sharing food, every person experienced God and shared in God's kingdom. A kingdom kingdom where where all are are welcome, welcome, all are worthy, and all are invited.
5: A kingdom kingdom where where lives are transformed and empowered, and and the fruits of of God's gentle justice bloom throughout creation.
4: All people, including each of us, are invited to share in this sacred meal of celebration, and be strengthened by the presence of God in this place. We remember remember that that Jesus fed 5,000 hungry hungry people with five loaves loaves of bread and and two two fish. At this miraculous meal, there was such an abundance that everyone ate until they were full, and there were even 12 baskets of food left over. Holy Holy God, God, we celebrate your abundant abundant care and and solidarity solidarity revealed in this meal. meal. We remembered that while sharing a meal with Pharisees, Jesus welcomed a woman viewed as an outsider. As the woman anointed his feet with oil, Jesus declared her dignity before everyone at the meal. Holy God, God, we celebrate celebrate your gracious inclusiveness inclusiveness revealed revealed in in this meal. meal. At these meals, Jesus and all his disciples resisted the divisions, injustice, and violence of society. They, they lived out, out instead the, the kingdom, kingdom of, of God, God, a, a place, place of love, love, justice, and mutuality. But we also recognize that not all people liked Jesus' ministry. For some people, it was scandalous. They said, they said look, look, a, a glutton, glutton and, and a drunkard, a, drunkard, a, a friend, friend of, of tax collectors, collectors and, sinners. and sinners. When his arrest appeared near, Jesus ate a meal in an upper room with the disciples. As He had done so many times before, He took bread, and after having given thanks to you, Holy God, He broke it and gave it to the disciples. This time saying, do this to remember me. And after the meal, he shed the wine, gave thanks, and said, I will not drink from this cup again until I drink it with you in the kingdom of God. May I invite the stewards to come forward and distribute the elements, please? For those who are uh, you joining of, uh, us at home, this is a good time to prepare your elements as well. And for those of us uh, who are new to FCC, please uh, hold on to the elements. We will partake them together. Jesus was then unjustly, unjustly killed by the systems of domination of his day. To some of his frightened disciples, it seemed that the bread symbolized his broken body and the wine his blood. God, God the, the kingdom, kingdom of, of God, God persisted, persisted and persists today through the, through the many, many people who seek to be a your resurrection, resurrection community. community. Holy, Holy God, God, in the sharing of this, of this bread and, and wine, we joyfully celebrate the hope-inspiring ministry and resurrection of Jesus Christ. May I please invite you to stand? Thank you. Let's pray together. Gracious Gracious God, God, may this meal be for us, and Emmaus' Emmaus meal, where we encounter your presence in the sharing of this food as as the disciples did at their meal in Emmaus. Emmaus. May the sharing of this food be a taste of your kingdom, Holy God so we may be strengthened to be your joyful and hopeful disciples. And And may may we share in your kingdom kingdom of love, justice, and mutuality with those those around around us. us. Amen. Amen.
0: Okay, so welcome again to the Sunday service of Free Community Church, where free stands for First Realize Everyone's Equal. FCC is an inclusive and affirming church. This means that you are welcome here, regardless of your theological background, your gender identity, sexual orientation, economic status, or any other labels that the world puts on you. So to our members and those who um, worship regularly with us, Uh, And those joining us for the first time, welcome home. My name is Wendy, and I'm the service leader for today. So if you're watching this online and the sermon has blessed you, please give the video a like and subscribe to our channel. So if you're new to our church, um, please, uh, whether you're joining us online or on site, we invite you to leave your details at welcome, or you can scan the QR code. Uh, And our pastors or staff will um, connect with you to find out more about you and how we can serve your needs. So we have a newcomers meeting every month, and uh, and today is the one for this month. It will happen um, on site here after church, right after service, and uh, it's meeting in the room in the back next to the hallway. Uh, If you are interested in uh, joining us online, that will be happening next month in November which is on the 20th of November. Okay, so um, offering is an opportunity for us to um, express our gratitude and reliance on God. So there are two ways that you can give. Um, So one is using PayNow by scanning the QR codes on the screen. Uh, So the one on the left is for the general fund, which goes primarily towards our staff salaries and our operational expenses. The QR code on the right is for our building fund, which goes towards paying the mortgage on this property. You can also give by credit card at freecomchurch.give.asia. There is a 1.5% platform fee, but we welcome, we're grateful for giving in any form. So now please join me in a prayer for the offering. In the name and in the spirit of Jesus, we bring our gifts to you, O God. Help us to give with them a ready mind, a willing spirit, and a joyful heart. Amen. So I invite the stewards to come up and um, collect the offering. You go. Okay, so if you're on site and you would like to drop a cash or check in the bag, please raise your hand and the stewards will come to you. So while they're going around, we have some announcements Um, So the first announcement is for annual Pulse Survey. Uh, This is open to everyone, uh, so whether you're a member, regular attender. um, So on behalf of pastors and the board of SCC, we want to thank you for being part of the life of SCC in 2022. So as we approach the end of the year and prepare to plan um, for next year, I would like to we will invite you to fill out this anonymous survey to share how we're doing as a church, how we've been um, supporting you to grow spiritually. So your feedback will help us understand your needs better and then we can plan for 2023. So there are three sections. Uh, There's multiple choice questions. It'll take you about five minutes to complete. Uh, Your personal information will not be collected or stored in the survey. Uh, and you can access the, you know, the survey at fcc.la survey. Um, please complete this before um, Friday, uh, this Friday, 28th of October, uh, or you can do it now. Um, so, uh, again, it only takes five minutes. So thank you for making your voice heard, and we look forward to sharing the survey results at our annual general m- meeting in November. Okay, um, so uh, our next appointment is actually about an event that's happening today after service uh, at 1, 1 p.m. So you can go for your lunch and then come back for this event. Um, so this is an opportunity to, uh, for us to meet to talk about mental health. Now, this is not a talk, okay? So you're not gonna be passively sitting at your seat listening to someone. Um, We invite you to come for a conversation. So um, specifically, we're gonna be using um, this deck of cards from this box called Small Talk. And there's different questions on here. And uh, so, yeah, so these will guide our prompt. These are prompts that will guide our conversation about mental health. Okay, so uh, we continue to need volunteers. Uh, so the first one is for the production ministry. Um, and again, this will help us to continue to live stream the service over the internet. So we're specifically looking for visual presenters. They're in charge of uh, running the videos, the lyrics, and the computer graphics on Sundays. So you can find out more about the ministry or to get a, um, a tour uh, at info at freecomchurch.org. Um, please also consider joining our welcome team. Uh, so these are volunteers who uh, greet people at the door, they collect the offering, um, you know, they serve in various capacities to uh, make this place a home for everyone who comes. So, again, to find out more, you can contact uh, Sean uh, at his phone number is there, uh, or you can email, again, our general email to find out more. Okay, um, so uh, now I invite Pastor Miak to uh, give the benediction.
5: May I invite you to rise and body or in spirit to receive the benediction. People of God, fear is something that's very natural to us. May you learn that your relationship with God is like that safety line that you hook onto, that God will not let you go. God will always be with you through all the trials and tribulations in life, through all your challenges that you may face. Learn to lean into God. And may you learn to overcome that fear and to have that faith. Jesus says, My peace I leave with you. Peace I give to you. Peace not as the world gives, but my peace I live with you. Let your hearts not be troubled and do not be afraid. Know always, You are beloved, and may you become a blessing to the world. So go in love and go in peace now and always. Amen. Thank you for joining us this Sunday. Have a good week ahead.